Rise and shine. It's butt whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. Talking everything sports from the preps. The 0-2. Spresser out of the right center field. It's down and they win it. Manny Gonzalez scores and the Cowboys are going back to state. To the pros. They're going to throw a quick pass to Tony. He's got it on the edge. He will walk into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. The Blitz is presented by the insurance agency, Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell, the Cowboy Corner Express, and the Farmer State Bank in Oakley. Stop what you're doing and listen. First and goal from the five. Tight end comes in motion. Give is to Neal. He will waltz into the end zone. Touchdown, Jayhawks. Thorson back to pass again. Thorson looking for Curry. Has him. He makes the catch. Five. Touchdown, Lincoln Curry. A beautiful throw down the center of the field from Thorson. And Goodwin answers back with a minute and a half left. Back to throw. Dancing in the pocket. Into the middle. Caught Phillip Brooks at the 20. 15, 10, 5. He scores! Phillip Brooks takes it all the way for the Wildcats. Here's Sanders to throw. He stands tall in the pocket, runs off to his left. Now he's going to pump. Now he's going to run. Dives. End zone! Touchdown! Touchdown, Colorado! Play fake. Wilson, deep drop. Protection is good. Russ breaks contain. Throws on the run. Touchdown, Denver! Portland Sutton in the back of the end zone! Happy Monday morning, everybody. Welcome back inside the Morning Blitz, broadcasting on AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State, 102.5 UROC. Of course, also online, nwksradio.net, the Rockingham app. Glad you could join us here on this Monday, September 11th. A salute to those that sacrificed their lives back on September 11th and all those that lost something of heavy heart to them here on this September 11th. But glad that you're with us here on this Monday morning. Overcast, cool start to the day, and I think you should get expected for this to be the way this week is going to be. Uh, going to be a lot cooler. Temperature is going to stay in the 70s all week. Chances of precipitation off and on. But right now, 55 degrees and overcast skies here in South Goodland. As always, we'll be part of the Morning Blitz. Hit us up on our text line, the number 785-899-2222. We'll get to some thoughts and comments throughout the show here uh, coming up in the program. Where today, we'll be visiting with Riley Gates of On3 Sports, our good friend uh, that helped covers college athletics for On3. We'll be talking to him. We're two weeks into the college football season. Some of the biggest takeaways, both regionally and nationally, uh, from Riley Gates. He'll join us coming up on the program uh, at the bottom of the hour. Uh, we will get to plenty of other things. We'll, we'll touch on some NFL thoughts. If we get to the time, we'll touch on some college football thoughts. We'll get to all that coming up in our next, in our in the, within the next uh, 50 minutes of our program. But it is a Monday morning, and that means that we hit up our weekend winners and losers. There are two kinds of people in this world. There's winners and there's losers. Which ones were which this past weekend? I want winners. Loser, you're a loser. It's the weekend's winners and losers on the Morning Blitz. Gonna be a winner, be a winner. Whenever I sit down and write my weekend winners and losers, I just never know where my where the, it's going to go. And uh, this week, for some reason, very much talking a lot of winners, and that would be uh, a lot of local winners, I should say. And so uh, we'll start on the local side and just kind of recap the the local side of sports from this past weekend. Starting first and foremost. Uh, with the Goodland Cowgirl tennis team, 
Congratulations to them and head coach Allie Holleran as they picked up their first win since the program returned in 2019. So it's been, you know, four years or so that the Cowgirl tennis team has been uh, back in operation and they haven't had a victory since themselves a win on Saturday at the Goodland uh, Tennis Invitational. Uh, Addie Owens first in singles. Phoebe Noctegall and Maddie Murray uh, got second uh, in doubles. Uh, Kiara Lennon and uh, Ashley Franz were fourth in doubles. Uh, Hallie Bend finished fifth in singles. And so congratulations to those young, those young ladies on a on a on a win for the program. That has not happened since the program returned in 2019. So congratulations to them and head coach Allie Holleran, our first winner of the weekend. Goodland Girls Tennis. So once again, it's tennis is one of those sports that it's it's a lifetime sport, but it's one of those where if you don't play it early in life, it's just one of those that takes a long time to go. And same with golf. You know, if you pick up a club when you're a kid, you know, it usually means you're going to be a lot better as you get older. Uh, it's just one of those sports where it's really hard to pick up and become very good at in a short amount of time. And with the program just starting, you know, four years ago, if these if, if these girls were freshmen, which I don't think many of them are, or seniors, excuse me, that means they would have started back when they were freshmen, possibly. That's, you know, it, it takes a lot of time to get these sports down. So congratulations to them and Allie Holleran and, and winning their first uh, tennis invitational on Saturday. Also, winner of the weekend, the Wheatley Grinnell girls volleyball team. They won their own Gove County Classic over the weekend. They went a perfect 5-0 and oh, uh, and capped it with a sweep of Quinter in the championship match of the Gove County Classic uh, in straight sets. And so Wheatley Grinnell with a big, big day. I mean, not only do they win a tournament, but they also pick up five wins to no losses, which helps your record. Wheatley Grinnell has been one of the more consistent volleyball programs that we've had at the high school level in our region. I mean, they almost year in and year out, are right there being one of the better programs in our listening area. And so they have another great start to this season, a 5-0 and weekend, uh, winning their own Gove County Classic and defending their own court. Uh, they actually, by the way, real quickly, will be back on the floor tonight up at Rollins County. There's a triangular there with Triplanes Brewster as well. Also in volleyball from this weekend, the Joaquini Tournament saw Oakley go 1-3, Wallace County going 2-2. Two and two. Uh, this past weekend over at the Trigo Joaquini Volleyball Tournament. So there's a couple big tournaments this weekend. There's another couple big ones coming up uh, this week. I think even this one, I know Goodland goes to Russell for a tournament. There's other week tournaments as well in volleyball this weekend. Staying in the sport of volleyball, our third winner of the weekend is Colby Community College head volleyball coach Carrie Jones. Congratulations to her. She won her 300th career game or match uh, at the New Mexico Junior College Classic this past weekend. So 300 career wins for Coach Kerry Jones. They've had great success there at the Colby Cooney College program, uh, and that trend has uh, continued here. They've picked a, kind of a down year last year, but they've really had a good year this year. Uh, they had a solid showing down in New Mexico, Hobbs, New Mexico, where they played. Uh, Lady Trojans defeated Ranger and Midland College on Friday. Then had two very stiff tests on Saturday. They took on top five programs. And New Mexico Junior College is number five. And Odessa, I think, is number three in the nation rankings. And they were swept by both of those programs. So they placed, they won in five sets over Ranger, swept Midland College, and then were swept by New Mexico Junior College and Odessa. So a very, very tough tournament down there at New Mexico Junior College. Uh, but the Cowgirls were very respectable going two and two on the weekend. Uh, Colby Community College now 10-5 and five on the season going into tonight's home match. That's right. They got one quick day off. They got probably done Saturday. They probably drove back Saturday, got back late Saturday night, early Sunday morning, 
get the day to rest and even get a little bit of practice in, and then it's back in action today at home as they host Butler, returning to KJCCC Volleyball Action. So a uh, very busy weekend for Colby Community College Volleyball, and congratulations to head coach Kerry Jones for her 300th career uh, match victory over this past weekend. Uh, also, moving on into football, high school football. Rollins County football is a winner of the weekend. They probably had the win of the weekend when it comes to kind of our regional teams here in, in our very northwest pocket of the state. They defeated third-ranked in 1A D2, Dighton, 30-12. Now, I know Rollins County's 1A D1 school, Dighton's 1A D2 school. I get it. They're bigger. But once again, that doesn't always matter a whole lot when you get to the one, the eight-man D1, D2. It just Sometimes that just doesn't matter a whole lot because you know there's great D2 schools. There's great D1 schools. There's bad D1 bad schools. There's bad D2 schools. But a great win for Rollins County over number three, Dighton. The, the stat of the morning on that is... It was just the second regular season loss for the Dighton Hornets in the last three seasons. I mean, they don't lose in the regular season. They usually make deep playoff runs, this Dighton head coach Ken Simon. They're an extremely talented team. But Rollins County, you know, Dighton also a team that in previous years has loved to throw the football, been a very good passing team, great quarterback-wide receiver combinations there. Rollins County shut that down. They went 30-12 to or number 3 Dighton, a very impressive showing uh, from Rollins County, who once again a winner of the weekend. Sticking in high school football from Friday night, a few other scores to get to. Uh, sticking in eight man, uh, Quinter shut out St. Francis fifty-two to zero. Hoxie also with a shutout win. They took down Wheatland Grinnell fifty-six to zero. Wallace County a nice bounce back win after a double overtime loss to Quinter in the opening week. They route uh, Decatur Community fifty-four to eight. Uh, some six-man scores. Golden Plains hung tough, but ultimately lost to number one-ranked Ashland, 48-31. If, if you're Travis Smith and if you're Golden Plains, you're still a young team, and you went out and, and hung pretty tough with the number one team in Ashland. Now, Ashland had themselves a heck of a drive. I'd have to look up how far that trip was for them because they're down by the border, if I'm not mistaken, very south of like south of Wichita, almost near the Oklahoma border, and they came all the way up here. I, I could be wrong on that. I might be but that's a, that's a long trip for Ashland to come up to Golden Plains. And Golden Plains hung tough. I mean, when you only lost by, what, 17 points? And in a six-man game, 17 points isn't all that lot because there's going to be a lot of points scored in a six-man game. But uh, Golden Plains loses to Ashland 48-31, but I still think a very impressive performance. Uh, Shylin improving to 2-0. They bested rival Weskin 47-0. Weskin's a good team, uh, and they they beat him pretty handily. That's a big win there for Matt Walden and Shylin. And then Triplanes Brewster dropping to 0-2 after falling at Ingalls on Friday night, 51-0. As for the 11-man schools, Oakley dropping to 0-2. They lost to Phillipsburg 46-12. And a tough first couple of games for uh, head coach Coach Renick and for his Plainsmen so far. Been a pretty tough start to this season. Some good competition they face, but uh, struggling only scored 12 points while allowing, geez, over 80-plus points. At this point in time, so it's been a tough couple of early games for the Plainsmen. Colby at home for homecoming, lost for the first time this season. They lost to Holyoke, Colorado, 43-7. Holyoke, Colorado, 3-0, by the way. But uh, Colby had the lead early. A couple of pick, or I think they had a pick six or an interception, a couple of big interceptions early on. But, you know, couldn't get the offense going uh, in the second part of that game. Uh, and so that was that resulted in a, in a loss there, unfortunately, for uh, the Colby Eagles. And then 
The Goodland Cowboys suffered a pretty tough loss this past weekend on the road at Burlington. Um, Burlington, who had played La Junta and Elizabeth, had gotten beaten pretty handily themselves. I mean, they'd lost like 70-some to 12 through the first two weeks. And Goodland, it looked like as if that, you know, if there was going to be a chance for them to possibly get an early season win here, it might be able to be Burlington based just upon the film. Uh, but it did not happen. Burlington, really, the score was closer than what the game was. Burlington won handily, 42-32. Goodland had a couple of garbage touchdowns to make it late or close late, but at one point in time in the third quarter, it was 42-18. Cowboys have got themselves in, in quite a predicament right now. You know, they're a, they're a team that wants to run the football. That's who they believe they are. You know, that's, that's the set. That's the offensive system that they are in. They believe in that. The problem is when you believe that you're an offensive, when you're a running football team and you cannot run the football, that's a problem. When your best player, and no doubt he's been the best player on the field the first two weeks in Lincoln Cure, I think he's got six touchdowns and over five, or and what, geez, over, good Lord, 300 yards receiving. That's just off the top of my head. I don't know. That's, I mean, he's having a great start to his junior campaign, is Lincoln Cure. But that's your best player. The key is to get the ball in the hands of your best player as much as often, and it's hard to do that, especially against really good teams because they're going to say, we're not going to let that person beat us. And when you're a wide receiver or tight end, you, it's a little bit easier to take that person away. because you And, and it's part of a two-part equation. If you're going to throw the ball, you have to have someone throwing it to that person. He can't throw it to himself. I mean, he could, but it really wouldn't work that great. So... The Cowboys did get a really good performance out of Zach Thorson, I thought. Really threw the ball well as they brought him in at quarterback to, in, in the passing situations. And that's honestly where the Cowboys found most success. The Cowboys found most of their success throwing the football on Friday night. Zach Thorson dropping back and, and throwing good passes. So you know, Lincoln Cure, L.J. Purvis had his first uh, career uh, touchdown reception. But the Cowboys are in a predicament where they want to be a running football team. Their offense is built to be a running football team, but they cannot run the football at this point in time of the season. Teams know that they want to run the football, and they load the box up with eight guys, and the Cowboys can't block it good enough to get room for their running backs. The Cowboys have yet to put together you know, a really good offensive rushing performance. Yeah, I think they've been held under 40 yards in the first two games rushing, and that honestly, that may be... It may, when you count in sack yardage, they've definitely been held less than that. So the Cowboys have got a lot of things that they have got to try and iron out here in, in week three before they come before they welcome in Lakin here on Friday for homecoming. Cowboys have a lot of things that they've got to get figured out. And like I said, it's going to be very, very difficult to do when you are a running football team that cannot run you can pass the football okay, but you're really not built to do that. I mean, it, 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 if it was a perfect world, you'd be like, well, we're going to dump that playbook and we're going to go with this one. You just can't do that at no level. So you're going to have to find ways to, to make things work. And Cowboys defensively struggle to get stops, offensively struggle to score points. And there are going to be much better teams. This is no offense to Burlington, who played very well on, on – uh, on Friday night, they were great. They were physical. They had great special teams. They ran tough. Made some big catches. They did a lot of things right. But if you're the Cowboys, 
your schedule is going to get a heck of a lot tougher. A heck of a lot tougher. Norton, you know, first of all, Lake in this weekend because they're a great running team and the Cowboys have struggled to tackle running backs and runners. That's not a good equation. Throw on the top of that, you've got, uh, you know, then you've got still um, Norton and Scott City and Holcomb all coming up here still. And Hugoton at the end of the year. Very, very tough team. Cowboys have to go back to the drawing board and find what works. What's the best way to give us a chance to win? they got to find something. Maybe bringing back, hopefully Manny Gonzalez, who didn't play Friday night, bringing him back will help the rushing attack. Hopefully that's the case. It didn't look great first week out against Ray. Maybe it looks different this weekend. I don't know if he's able to go. But Cowboys dropped to 0-2 and... Uh, like I said, I, I felt like the Burlington game, judging just on the film that I'd seen of Burlington, I thought that might be a chance for them to get a win, and it did not happen. Very tough weekend there for Goodland Cowboy football. So there's your local football scene. On to our losers of the weekend on our weekend winners and losers. Uh, I'm going to start first and foremost with Nebraska football and Jeff Sims. Not because they lost at Colorado, which, by the way, I was blessed enough to get to go there uh, this weekend. It's my first time ever going to Folsom Field. Beautiful setting there. Uh, the fans were as advertised. Um, I've never gotten as many fingers and bleep used to my face as I can ever remember. Uh, <laughs> being a fan of a team, it was for never knowing those people or whatsoever. They were certainly very mean, but it was funny. Uh, but Folsom Field, very pretty uh, scene, and uh, and it was and it was about as packed. Visiting with some of the people there was as packed as it's ever been, uh, which which made for a neat setting. And uh, I'm not embarrassed that Nebraska lost to Colorado, who has got themselves a really nice football team. Deion Sanders has certainly found a great way to get playmakers on the field and to put them in positions to win. And, and probably the most important thing that Deion Sanders has that you know maybe teams that he beats this year does not is he has himself a quarterback. In fact, maybe one of the best in the country. His own son is amazing at making guys miss keeping his eyes downfield and extending plays and making and getting up big plays. He's phenomenal at that. And so I give them a lot of credit. But the reason why Nebraska football and uh, is, is a loser of the weekend is really not because of just Nebraska football, but just the way that they played over the first two weeks of the season. Nebraska has committed eight turnovers in eight quarters of football. You cannot turn the ball over that much and expect to win. I don't care who you play. If you're playing the... You know, roast beef state, it doesn't matter. You have to be able to hold on to the football. Nebraska was the, the, the game, at least, that I saw on Saturday. Nebraska had the first quarter exactly how they wanted it. They were controlling the tempo. They had no score. They were low scoring. But Nebraska couldn't score points because they turned the ball over too many times. And it was on dumb things. Dropped snaps. Fumbled snaps. Bad center uh, running back quarterback exchanges. Then interceptions. You're not going to win when you do that kind of stuff. Things have to get cleaned up. And if you're Jeff Sims, the quarterback for Nebraska, you've got to go back to the drawing board and, and, and find what in the heck you can do right because right now everything you do is hurting this football team. And I would rarely ever call out an athlete, but right now when you are getting paid big-time money to play college athletics, you can get called out now. And right now, Jeff Sims, you've got to get yourself together. Turning the football over this much is hurting your football team. And hopefully the head coach and the coaching staff can realize, look, if, if this guy's going to keep turning the ball over, we might as well just play a young kid. Might as well just play a freshman or a sophomore that's going to turn it over too, but at least he's going to get some experience, and we're going to see what we have here for next year. 
If that's the way it's going to go through two games. So that's my opinion. If Nebraska football, no doubt, played pretty solid, I think, and was amazing against Colorado. They hung tough for a quarter. How many times did Nebraska turn over on the Colorado side of the field and then Colorado was held to a field goal against that great offense? I mean, the Nebraska defense couldn't have done more this weekend. But the offense has got to go back to the drawing board and really uh, do a gut check on what they can do to get better. Speaking of college football, great weekends for KU, K-State. Gosh, great weekends for them. Kansas and Kansas State were phenomenal this past weekend. K-State rolled Troy 42-12. I thought it would be a closer game. Troy's a really good football team. My biggest takeaway from that game was is that Kansas State learned from last year. They learned that in that loss to Tulane, which Tulane was a really good football team last year and and is again this year. But they learned in that game that we can't take anybody lightly. And Troy is a very good program that I think is going to have a lot of wins this year. They're going to have a lot of wins this year, will Troy. But Kansas State took care of them pretty handily, and that it's a great step in the direction for that Kansas State program. They look, they look really, really good through two weeks of the season. And so do the Kansas Jayhawks. Um, Kansas jumped on Illinois early. Really early was up twenty-eight to seven at halftime. Got it out to thirty-seven, fifteen at one point in time, and you know the Illini got a touchdown there in the in the fourth quarter. But Kansas looks great. Their defense looks much improved. Their offense continues to shine. It was the first start for Jalen Daniels, and he looks like the Big Twelve Offensive Player of the Year to me. Two hundred seventy-seven yards passing, throw in twenty-four yards rushing. He's got himself a really, really good start to this season for Jalen Daniels. And so give credit to Kansas and Kansas State, their football programs. They look amazing uh, so far this year. I already mentioned on Colorado and how good they looked. They were they were very, very good um, on that kind of stuff. They, they looked – and the amazing thing is that Colorado, I've never seen a program go from being in the doldrums, the doldrums, to just absolute like um, – like ho- I don't want to say like Hollywood, but to the pinnacle. I mean – and I'm not talking about like being the best football program, but the amount of love that the media is giving Colorado. Did you know that this is going to be the third consecutive week that Colorado is going to have Big Noon kickoff there? Because Big Noon kickoff was at the TCU game. They were at the Nebraska game, Colorado-Nebraska game, and, then they're, and now they're going to be back there again for Colorado State. Even though their Big Noon game is in Illinois, or Penn State, Illinois, they're staying in Colorado. People cannot get enough of Prime. Rick George, the athletic director for Colorado, absolutely hit the jackpot. After a horrific signing of Carl Durrell as a head coach a year or so ago. Now to get Deion Sanders. And who knows? Deion may only be here a year or two, and he might be gone. But for the year or two that Deion is in Colorado, it's been an absolute grand slam for how much success they're having and all the publicity that they are bringing to the University of Colorado. It is unprecedented, in my opinion unprecedented uh real quickly some more losers here before we get to riley gates uh afc west and the denver broncos a loser of the weekend denver lost the raiders to begin the season in a game where the final numbers were dead even go back and look at the box score it was about as even as it can get turnovers first downs total yardage rushing yardage it was unbelievable the points they lost 17 16 it was so dead even for the difference a couple of missed field goals Will Lutz missed a field goal, missed an extra point, which would have 
possibly kept it uh, kept it going and going into overtime. But the Broncos lose to the Raiders to begin the season. And guess what? Because of that, because the Chargers blew a lead, Chargers chargered themselves and blew a lead uh, to the Dolphins. And the Chiefs, of course, lost to the Lions. It's the lowly little Vegas Raiders sitting atop the AFC West after week one. Pretty nice to think about that. That's for sure. And our final loser of the weekend, how about the Royals and the Rockies? Both were swept this past weekend on the road. Royals were swept by the Blue Jays. They have a major league worst 44-100 record. That's 100 losses for the first time since 2019. Kansas City is the first big league team to lose 100 games this season. It was the seventh 100-loss season in team history. All have come since 2002. Some facts there for the Royals. And the Rockies, they just got done with their road trip, where they went 1-5. They were swept by the Giants, including a loss last night, 6-3. They are 9-32 against teams from the NL West. Not a good sign when you can't do that good against your division. And there's plenty more games to go. The Giants can take care of The Giants have the Rockies coming up at Coors Field and a few more times as well. So going to be plenty of chances for that record to get even worse. There you go. Our weekend winners and losers. Once again, a lot of local winners today. Goodland Cowgirl Tennis, Wheatland Grinnell Volleyball, Coach Kerry Jones at Colby Community College, and Rollins County Football, our winners of the weekend. Our losers, Nebraska Football and quarterback Jeff Sims, the AFC West and the Denver Broncos, as well as the Rockies and the Royals, all losers from this past weekend. All right, let's get to a break. It's 734 Mountain, 834 Central Time. We'll take a timeout. When we get back, we'll be joined by Riley Gates of On3 Sports next here on the Morning Blitz.